The Critically Human channel explores the human experience around the world and throughout time, with topics that range from the search for beauty to the quest for power, featuring concerts, interviews, lectures, and cutting-edge research projects. Visit uctv.tv slash criticallyhuman. Pleasure to introduce the host for tonight's event, who will be moderating the live Q&A after the concert. Um, Andrea Tafoya is UC Merced's Community Engagement Coordinator. She's a first-generation college graduate and the daughter of Mexican immigrants from a family of musicians and dancers. Her mother was a folklorico dancer for over 20 years, and her father and grandfather were both guitarists for the ranchero group Los Teclados in Michoacán. She herself has continued to honor her Mexican roots and culture as a longtime performer in the Aztec dancing group Danza Azteca de Torresillas in Modesto. Please welcome UC Merced's Community Engagement Coordinator, Andrea Tafoya. Good evening, everyone. Buenas noches. My name is Andrea Tafoya. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am so excited to be here today. I love mariachi music, and especially um, coming from our act today, who not only has broken barriers, but have redefined mariachi music as we know it. Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles is the world's first LGBTQ mariachi band. The band's tight, energetic, and intricate sound has been honed by the work they've had to do to navigate the typically hyper-masculine and heteronormative world of mariachi as gay and trans musicians. The band has performed at numerous gay and transgender pride events, as well as a school's not prison tour for the California Endowment. They have been featured multiple times on Univision morning shows and written up in both Billboard and the Smithsonian Folklife magazines. Joining us today from Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles, we have Carlos Samaniego and Natalia Melendez. Welcome. Thank you for having us today. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you. It, it is an honor to have both of you here. And I'm so excited that we get to share um, your gift um, with our viewers today. And before we get started, is there anything, Carlos, Natalia, that you would like the audience to know before we get started? Well, um, just that when uh, we uh, performed this um, performance of this concert for you all um, when we did it. It was done on our anniversary as a mariachi. And so we specifically wanted to celebrate our anniversary in a, in a beautiful way, which is by performing. And uh, we took advantage of the fact that we um, had this wonderful virtual event with you all to um, do the performance and so um, it was it was lovely to do it on our anniversary and as a mariachi we turned seven years old and Natalia and I are the um, of the original group we're, we're the only original musicians because the group changes over the years and it grows but um, she and I have been sticking it together the whole time. So um Natalia and Carlos, starting from the beginning, take us down memory lane. Where did Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles, um, where, where did it all start? Where, take us down memory lane. How did all, it all happen? 
All right, well, uh, I'll try not to drag this on too long, but uh, Maria Chercoiris in Los Angeles has two inceptions or two birth dates. Our original one was in the year 2000 when we were college students. Um, and back then I had just recently come out of the closet and I wanted to be a part of other things that have to do with the um, LGBT community. And so uh, on campus, and I went to Cal State LA, which is a very Latino campus. Um, they had a, what at the time it was called the Gay and Lesbian Alliance or GALA. And I was a part of that club and we were preparing for our annual uh, pride events. And um, one of the events that they were doing for the week was a mock wedding because back then in the year 2000, well, um, same sex marriage wasn't allowed, it wasn't uh, legal. So this was like a protest kind of wedding. And because Cal State LA is a very Latino campus, they wanted to have a mariachi for the wedding because, you know, we have mariachis at all Latino weddings, right? Mexican weddings, especially. And so um, they had a budget and they knew that I played mariachi professionally by then. And so they said, hey, um, why don't you um, bring a mariachi for this event? And then I just kind of blurted out it like it was one of those things that you just kind of think out loud. And I said, hey, wouldn't it be great if it was an all gay mariachi? <laughs> and as soon as I said that, they're like, oh, my God, can you do that? And then I was like, oh, I don't know what I, why I just said that. I don't know if I know that many, you know, gay people in the mariachi world to create this group. So I called a whole bunch of people. <laughs> I called Natalia and um, if it's okay, I'm just going to say. So back then, Natalia, this is way, way before her transition. And Natalia at the time identified as a cis gay man. And so um, I, back then, Natalia's um, name was Jay. And so I asked Jay to, to um, participate. And, of, and we were already friends since way back when, when we were teenagers. And... Um, I got a touch with a whole bunch of people and we created Maria Chiarcoiris and I called it Maria Chiarcoiris de Los Angeles for the one-time event. It turns out that um, the manager of a gay nightclub went to the event and on the spot gave us work and said, hey, who's in charge of this group? Everyone pointed to me and said, uh, you know, I want to hire you all to play at our nightclub every week. And we played twice a week at that nightclub. But because I was so young and inexperienced and really didn't know how to direct a group, it kind of fizzled out after a few months. So that's the original inception of the group. Since then, both Natalia and I have had several experiences with lots of professional mariachi groups. Um, personally, a lot of it was kind of some negative experiences because I was an openly gay man. And so, um, you know, it's taboo, frankly, especially with these more traditional groups um, or especially with these um, musicians who are from Mexico and who are from small pueblos in Mexico. And it basically, it's very machista, right? So the fact that I was openly gay was a no-no to them. And so um, it, there were just a lot of really um, bad things that happened. I, I endured a lot of the discrimination and um, bullying, harassment, being made fun of. So that accumulated over the years. And I know that um, Natalia went through similar situations. Of course, then during her transition, after her transition um, of you know, be going through everything and, and becoming Natalia. And so um, finally there was just, I can't even remember what it was, but it was the tiniest of an incident but it was the straw that broke the camel's back. 
And so I said, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to create Maria Chercoiris de Los Angeles once more. But this, the reason for me now to create this group is because I want to create a safe space for LGBTQ plus mariachi musicians. So we can come together, rehearse our beautiful mariachi music, perform our beautiful mariachi music free of harassment, free of discrimination, and where we can just be ourselves and we can enjoy each other's company and we can just really be our authentic mm -hmm. selves. And so that second um, initiation of Maria Chercoiris happened um, in at the beginning of 2014, uh, uh, right? So um, actually Valentine's Day and that Valentine's Day was our first performance. So that's when we consider our anniversary to be. Got it. Okay. And then this was filmed at your seventh anniversary, right? Yes. Yeah, so we, we filmed this uh, beautiful video um, to, because since we had, we were hired, you know, by you all to, to do this wonderful performance. And I thought what better time than to do it for our anniversary. So we did it on Valentine's day, which is our anniversary. Um, Luckily, it was beautiful weather. It didn't rain that day or anything, and we were able to do it outside. And and because of COVID, we we want to perform only outdoors these days anyway. So it worked out really well. Yeah, the scenery in the video is is beautiful, and I I had that question written down already, but I saw a lot of them come coming up in the Q and A. Um, where where was this filmed? Was there a, a special significance behind where it was filmed? Not really. Um, well, um, it's actually um, this beautiful, um, lovely married gay couple that we know. It's their backyard um, and it's here in Los Angeles. And uh, we've performed for them several times. Um, we actually performed at their wedding. Um, one of them is a, is a federal judge and the other one is a pretty prominent Latino um, lawyer. And um, we performed at their wedding and we've performed now several times in their backyard for several parties. So we asked them if it was okay for us to film this video in their backyard, just because it has such beautiful, such a beautiful backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, let them know that on behalf of all the audience and everyone today, thank you for allowing you to film there because it was very beautiful and it matched very well with the beautiful music you all provided for us. Thank you. As I was listening to um, the concert, I I kept thinking like, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. And, um, but it was really exciting because I was able to tell there was a little bit of like uh, a mariachi arcoiris de Los Angeles, like touch in there. And as I was listening very intently, I was listening to it from a different point of view. And, it was music that we've known for so many years, traditionally, right, as, as Hispanics, as Mexicanos. Um, so with that being said, um, how do you choose some music? I mean, we even got to listen to an English song. So how do you think, how do you choose your music? Are you intentional about what choice of music you all uh, perform? Um, and is there any significance behind your your um your um, list of music that you perform? Um, yeah, so I select all the music um, since I'm the, you know, director, <laughs> um, I'm the boss. So yes, there is um, thought uh, as to what the repertoire is gonna be for Maria Chiaricoidi. So first and foremost, we wanna make sure that we perform um, 
in some ways, traditional mariachi music. We do, if, if, if I want something special to be done to an arrangement, um, I'll ask our arranger to give it a, like a, a new twist to it, a new arrangement, like the, like the song My Way that you saw that we did in English. We also, I also sing it in Spanish, it's on our album. By the way, our album is on all the digital platforms. Um, it's called Los Arcoiris. And um, the reason why I sang it in English for this performance is because I, we also want to be able to include as many people as possible into our performances. So um, that way people who don't understand Spanish can, can enjoy it as well and really get to, to feel the emotion um, in the language that they understand. So um, I, we do that, we sing other songs in English as well, um, song, but we always sing songs that can be sung in Spanish. So I'll never specifically only do an English song. <laughs> Any song that we do in English, it's, there's also the Spanish version of it. Um, in regards to just the other repertoire, um, we, our repertoire, we do like to say that we focus it or we gear it towards the LGBT community. What that means is that, um, for example, the song that I, the other song, the other solo song that I sang, the other solo song that I sang, it's called Sigues Siendo El Mismo, um, where I'm talking to a guy, right, about what he did to me. Like, you're always, you keep being the same way and that's why I'm not with you anymore. And in Spanish, we have feminine and masculine pronouns, right? Um, and so it's very obvious that I'm singing straight to a guy. And so in our mariachi, um, we, we go with that, you know? Um, I'm a gay man, I'm gonna sing to men. If, you know, the gay woman in our group will sing to gay women. And, and so it's, it's, um, it's, geared in that way because I feel personally that our LGBTQ plus community has has lost out a lot as it is, you know, because um, all of these romantic songs, you know, if you're a guy, they've always been sort of dedicated towards women, you know, the, 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 the mentality that we have with, with our culture is that, or the, the image that we have is that the the guy is serenading the woman right the mariachi is being hired to go and serenade the lady on the balcony and that's beautiful but sometimes the guy wants to get serenaded too you know um by a guy right. and so <laughs> and so we want to give that to our audience and so we we definitely create that environment for our audience as well and so the first time that that um, our audience experiences that like in person and I sing straight to a guy's face and you know and I'm telling either I'm telling him off or I'm telling him I love him or something it depends on the song I guess it's really special to see their their um, reaction yeah. right yeah. and um, because like they probably would have never imagined in their lifetime that like a guy is gonna be serenading them you know or in my specific case for me when I sing and so um Anyway, that's sort of how we roll with, with our repertoire. We love Juan Gabriel. We have a lot of Juan Gabriel music. <laughs> and the thing about Juan Gabriel is that not only do we want to honor him because he was a part of the LGBT community, but also just because he was a genius. And, you know, he was 
I, in my opinion, Mexico's greatest singer-songwriter. He wrote over a thousand songs. And whether they were songs that he himself interpreted and recorded or songs that he wrote for other artists. And so that's why like um, this Rocio Durcal Popurri or medley that we did, which was the last um, song there or piece, those were all songs written by Juan Gabriel that she recorded. We have another medley that we didn't um, do for this performance that um, it's our Lucha Villa medley. And those are all songs that he wrote for her. And there's, it goes on and on. So we, we do a lot of Juan Gabriel music and there's just a lot to choose from it. It's just so beautiful. Um, and we're lucky to have a really good arranger too. His name is Juan Manuel Cortes. And um, he is uh, an amazing, beautiful composer and arranger, and we trust him with everything. And so, and sometimes I do some of my own arranging too. So you'll see some of my name was on there a few times. Um, but um, anyway, so that I hope that answers your question in a long-winded yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so so much. And I know that both of you have kind of touched on this in the previous answers, but my question is what has been the most important lesson or like the biggest takeaway? And I know you are all probably constantly learning as we all do, uh, but what has been your most important lesson or biggest takeaway um, that you've learned from being part of this um, family of, of Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles? I'll let you answer that question first. I, I think that <clears throat> for me personally, it's, um, I, we are examples to the rest of the, the world to the rest of the community. And by that being said, I didn't realize that we were going to be what we are today. And much less myself, being the first transgender woman of mariachi, I feel like I have a big responsibility to uphold and I don't wanna let anybody down. I wanna be that pillar. I wanna be that light and encourage and, and, and show that you know, we're just as worthy as love, worthy for love amongst everybody else in the world. You know, We are that special, every individual, that walks this earth is special, including us. So, you know, what I take from that is this mariachi is, it, it, it's, it's that, that's what it is. It's that drive, it's that bus that leads the example. And we have to keep doing it, you know? I'm really, I'm really grateful to that. I, really I, I agree with what she's saying. Um, and in fact, that's what I was thinking too. I, I feel that, um, like I told you, the intention for me to create this group was to create this safe space for the mariachi musicians because I was sick of being discriminated. Um, but frankly, the result has been so much more. Um, and what she's saying is is one of these results, right? Is is where it turns out that we are examples for people and role models for people and we get especially she and I both get um, written to all the time through social media from people literally all over the world who say that, you know, um, like in some maybe Pueblo in Mexico where this individual plays mariachi music, but we've inspired this person to come out of the closet and tell their family, for example. Or um, the other day I was telling Natalia that there's this transgender girl who goes to high school in Texas and is in the mariachi program there. And she sees Natalia as her role model. Um, or this other um, university student in Texas as well, how we inspire him and, um, and in his you know, endeavors. And it's just, it's incredible to know the reach that we have. It's kind of actually, I still don't 
quite grasp it fully. Um, but uh, it's it's amazing. And um, and Natalia's right. You know, it turns out that we are these role models that um, that we didn't have. You know, we it turns out that we've had to create this space and be and create this image. Natalia, she had her role model was this was this wonderful lady. Her name um, was Laura Sobrino, and she's a pioneer in the mariachi world as being one of the first women um, in 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 the concert mariachi. She was in Mariachi Sol de Mexico. She was in Mariachi Reina de Los Angeles. Um, and she was a, a great teacher. She was our teacher at some point when we were very young. And she was a great role model. Um, but in terms of like seeing other transgender women to be that, that role model, Natalia didn't have that. So now she gets to be that for other people. And so um, it's our duty now to step up to the plate and to just, um, you know, lead, lead the way. Yeah, definitely. You are all trailblazers and, you know, Natalia, we're so happy to have you here because, you know, that's uh, so many people are watching on the other side of the screen and are hearing you all speak and it truly is amazing. Um, and so I, I look at your very beautiful bow. I cannot speak right now. Your moños, your very beautiful vestuario. And I, I, I've been meaning to ask, how is there significance behind your your outfits, your vestuarios? Is there um, was there a process to selecting? Yes and no. Um, the, the I mean the monio is rainbow because that's the name of the mariachi, right? Mariachi arcoiris is rainbow mariachi, and so I felt that um, creating the monio in the with the rainbow colors was going to be the most obvious or more direct way of, of sort of branding ourselves and get, and letting people know like Mariachi Arcoiris has arrived, right? It's like the rainbow Mariachi, the rainbow monos there. Um, so actually my husband made these monos. Um, he's a great um, tailor. And actually he made all of these lovely um, adornos um, on the, on our trajes. So our, our trajes are in, in many ways, the traditional Mariachi traje um the suit and um in terms of we get them made um professionally by um professional mariachi tailors and we kind of get them made just very plainly i select the um the fabric and they just get made with the traditional mariachi cut you can say and the style and then once we get our hands on it after that because everyone has to get measured and it's it's all you know um made to everyone's exact measurements. Um, then we bring it home and my husband gets to bling it up and um, put these things. So in a way, um, it is a traditional mariachi suit, but we I didn't want to go necessarily with like the traditional greca that they have, or sometimes botonadura, although we have some other suits that have the traditional metal pieces, the botonaduras. Um, but with these more showy um, suits, we wanted to go with something Flashy. Something flashy, but also not like tacky, right? Like we right. wanted to go with something like pretty and and different, but not different like in a bad way. Because this is the thing about mariachi, the mariachi world and the mariachi community. Like if we're going to make our be present, you know, and and make ourselves known to the world, 
we, everyone is going to be judging us, frankly. And the mariachi world is, they're very judgmental and we're used to it. It's okay. Cause you know, we can be the same way. And so, um, we have to make sure that we're on our game and whether that means that we have to play our music very well all the time, especially now with smartphones and everyone, you know, posting everything all the time, we have to sound good and we have to look good. And I don't want people to think that because we are the first LGBTQ plus mariachi that like we're a joke, you know, or that we're, we're, we're mocking mariachis. We're on the contrary. We want to give mariachi the most respect. And so we just add another layer to We it. add a layer of bling, but like in a good way, positive, seriously. Way. Like if you see the suit, you'll love it in person. Mm -hmm. um, and actually we've gotten a lot of compliments um, by the mari other mariachi musicians with how beautiful the suits are. So um, yeah. Those are the suits. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you, um, I guess moving forward to, you know, you mentioned seeing the suits live and knowing that we're in a pandemic at the moment right now. So unfortunately we can't see the suits live just yet, but hopefully in the future. And um, so one of the questions that came in through the Q and A was, um, what has been your biggest challenge through through this pandemic? Well, um, I think the biggest one was the loss of a lot of work, um, just because literally all of the public performances that we got booked for last year got canceled, all of them. Um, and so, and then whatever little gigs that we would normally do, most of them would get canceled too, especially during the peaks of, of the pandemic. Um, so it was, you know, we are, yes, we are the first LGBTQ plus mariachi, but we are a mariachi. We are a business. Our musicians are professional musicians and um, this is our live, our livelihood. Um, so that's um, our income that we've lost out on. So that's basically the biggest challenge. The other big challenge is having to sing with the, the face masks. We've gone through several face masks because um, I've, you know, I wanted to have face masks where we're all wearing the same ones with our logo and all this stuff, but singing, we, 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 <clears throat> when we are performing in, whether it be like a little, small little house party with maybe like five individuals, you know, celebrating a birthday, we will not take our face masks off. Um, and so it's been very difficult because first of all, we only perform outdoors because of the pandemic. So we can spread out. And second, we don't remove our face masks. So those two things make it very difficult to project our voices. So trying to be heard through the face mask has been very difficult. These last face masks that, that I purchased for the mariachi, and those are the ones that you saw in the video, are special singers face masks. And they were um, developed by like, I think a choir director somewhere in the Midwest and um, like choral directors buy them for their, 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 their choirs or church directors and things like that. Um, so I found out about it. I ordered some, I had our logo put on it and they've been better. They made they, a big difference. Yeah, they, um, they're a little bigger so they can help you breathe a little easier. Um, and also you can project your voice uh, a little better than, than with the regular face mask. So. I think those are our biggest obstacles with during the pandemic. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, on the flip side, has there been any silver lining, any lessons learned, any adjustments that you all have um, learned to kind of adapt during this pandemic? Well, um, I would say that um, I've learned that my musicians are just, they're really the, the best people. Like I, ever since, um, we started to have rehearsals again because we had to suspend rehearsals for a while. I moved rehearsals from originally being in my living room to down to my garage. And just so that we can spread out, right? So then like my husband and I, before everyone gets here, will um, strategically put each chair where they need to be, where they're actually seven feet apart. Um, my husband installed a sink down in the basement so that when people get to rehearsal, they wash their hands. So basically when people get to rehearsal, I take their temperature, they wash their hands, they sit in their chair, they don't move from there, they don't remove their face mask. What I've learned about them in, in answering your question is that they're just so, such good sports about everything. I mean, cause they're, you know, with this pandemic, everyone has different thoughts about it. Some people are, I don't wanna use the word paranoid, but are more um, just really, um, strict about every single measure. And then there are people who are on the complete flip side and they're like, oh, I hate wearing a face mask, right? And then there's everyone in between, I guess. So I wanna make sure that I create a safe environment for my musicians. Um, and I wanna make sure that everyone feels protected. And so regardless of what anyone's thoughts are behind it, everyone is on board. And everyone just is like, they're mm -hmm. compliant and dedicated and, they do what they need to do. And they, on top of that, they learn their music and they sing beautifully and all that great stuff. So it's just, I'm just so happy and so proud of having these musicians in, in the group. So I think I, that's what I've learned about my musicians is that they're really good team players. Um, they are, everybody's flexible. Yeah. And the dedication, they're, they're, everybody's on board and it's such a good feeling. Yeah. We have a really good team right now. Yeah. That's amazing. Well. Thank you for answering that question. And I know that we also had another question coming in um, through the chat asking if you all uh, perform um, for, or actually do private performances. And if so, where can one reach out to you to make sure that we, um, you know, that they know who, where, where to go and, and what to do? Yes, of course, we, we are for hire. <laughs> um, and we do private performances all the time. Um, in fact, we like to, now we're starting to get busy again. And as restrictions are loosening up, um, people are having more, I guess, you know, parties at, at their homes and things like that. So we are doing more, more events at uh, people's private residences mm -hmm. um so yes we are for hire um you can always go onto our website all of the information is there to reach out to us you can write to us you can call us you can text us and it's mariachiarcoiris.com um and that's how we also all are on all the social media so we have you know instagram facebook it's at mariachiarcoiris um twitter anything uh, we have a tiktok too uh so um just give us a call. Yeah, just give us a call. <laughs> so we are based in Los Angeles. Um, so if we have to go out of the Los Angeles area, we will adjust our rates accordingly. 
And, but yeah, we'll go anywhere. We've, we've gone out of States <laughs> to perform. We've gone up North several times to perform already. We've gone to Spain to perform. So we always, I want to say last year to Spain, but because last year doesn't count. Um, it, we went in 2019. <laughs> I feel like we, we lost a year. Um, so um, yeah, that's, that's how people can get a hold of us. Okay. Well, I, to wrap up, this is a question for both of you individually, but if you can think of the performance you were most proud of or the performance that you were just like, wow, I, this is it. This is everything I love. What performance would that be? So for you, Natalia, and then for you, Carlos. For me, it was um, El Grito. We, we got to perform in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, we represented our community and it was, you know, I remember we were at the top of the stairs preparing to go on stage. It's televised everywhere. El Grito. Um, oh, sorry. For those of you who don't know what El Grito is, yes. it's a Mexican Independence Day. And um, here in Los Angeles, it's put on by the city of Los Angeles at City Hall. And it's um, aired live on um, Univision and on ABC as well. Um, so that's what she's referring yeah. to. Please go ahead. Sorry. So just to just to hear, they did they said a little bio about us as we were walking down the stairs, and you know this is this group is very much my baby as it is his. Um, we started it, you know, we've been in we've been through all the changes, and and um, so it's really special. It's really dear to my heart. So hearing everything that has been said that we have done and accomplished, I personally as as an artist um, and proud of myself, not to be boastful, but I'm proud of myself that I did take the stand, that I did act upon my dream of, of coming out as the trans woman that I truly am um, and, and not be afraid of anything, you know, and to be and to stay in mariachi. So they said this big file, we played an amazing set, the crowd loved it, and that was one of the best feelings for me. I cry, I was tearing up as we were walking down because these younger musicians that I'm, I'm grateful and blessed to play with that are another generation. Um, it's so amazing to see that they're, 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 they're there with us. They're, they're experiencing something so beautiful that I didn't get to experience when I was their age. And that is something so amazing to me. It really was just, it, that was the best place for me. I, and I think what Natalia means by they didn't get to they are experiencing something different than we did is because um because it's a different time yeah we 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 had to endure like i said before all of this discrimination mm -hmm. and and all this bad stuff being when we were younger with all these other traditional mariachis now that we have mariachi arcoiris our younger generation and our mariachi will never have to experience that and as i say that i'm getting like a little teary-eyed because like it's 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 amazing that they won't they don't have to ever experience all of that negativity that we had to experience and yeah. and creating this group gives them that opportunity to just be themselves and yeah. just be happy and not worry about that they just and you know they have to worry about learning the music and, and being professional and that's it you know not if someone's talking behind their back and not if you know they're making people are making them feel bad about who they are but you know that made us good musicians going through what we went through yeah. Well, it did um, because it we had to we had to be tougher. I think yeah. we had to be tougher. But you know, nonetheless, I'm I'm very strict with these musicians, and so like, I, 
you know, I make them do what, what needs to be done. He's very strict. Yeah. So um, in regards for me personally, for the most memorable performance, it was actually in our very first year of existence um, uh, in 2014, I should say, um, where, you know, the day of La Virgen de Guadalupe mm -hmm. is a very important day for Mexican Catholics or for Latino Catholics. Um, and it's a very important day for mariachis. Mariachis make a lot of money on that day. Like seriously, you are working nonstop on that day. It's, it's great, right? It's like, you know that day's coming. It's like, that's your Christmas bonus right there. <laughs> and so, um, so we, we, we wouldn't get hired at the beginning because of the community that we represent. And in fact, I don't know if you, if you know this, but like um, in a lot of Catholic churches for that specific holiday, there's this whole committee and they're called Guadalupanos. And these Guadalupano committees, um, like they are the ones who plan everything for that day, right? So there is this one lady who reached out to me from one, from one of these Guadalupano committees from some church in Orange County and said to me, you know, how much, what are your rates, blah, blah, blah. And she was interested. She's like, okay, let me take that back to the, the committee and, and I'll get back to you. She called me back and she said that they didn't want to hire us because of who we were and when, what we represented. And although I knew that that would happen, honestly, um, I was still devastated. And um, so we, that year we had one gig. And it was at this one church where we play at every year. And they are this sort of like um, non-denominational sort of Christian church that is really LGBTQ friendly. And they kind of follow like the Catholic mass in terms of how they do their, their, their worship service. And um, like all of the pastors are gay and it's really fun. <laughs> and so they hired us for this day. So I was so excited because I was like, yes, we get to actually, you know, like rehearse the music. The music's so pretty and for that, for that celebration. And um, we went and we performed that, that day at this church. And the, the pastor at the beginning of the sermon said, I'd like to present to you Carlos Samaniego. He is the director of Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles, the first LGBTQ plus mariachi, right? We're wearing white suits with these rainbow moños. And the, the congregation gave us a standing ovation. And it lasted, I'm not even joking, at least 10 minutes. Probably, I don't know, maybe longer. I don't know. But it literally brought me to tears. And I, like, I don't cry in public, or, or much less when I'm performing, right? Yeah. And so... It literally brought me to tears that moment because I felt that that they they understood they, they got it when he, when he said that and they gave us a standing ovation just because of how he introduced us that phrase mariachi arcoiris the world's first LGBTQ plus mariachi um, they understood they got it they got on their feet and they applauded for a really long time. And it was just, it, I'll never forget that. And I mean, let me tell you, we've, we've performed in front of thousands of people in beautiful, huge theaters and amphitheaters and whatever pride events and all these things. And El Grito, like Natalia was saying, but that little church 
Well, I'll, I'll never forget that, that experience. It was amazing. But just to kind of talk just really fast going on about this too, recently, something else that has happened to us is that we've gotten um, included in a university textbook um, that's, that has been published by Oxford University Press and it's called um, Global Music Cultures. And we are included in the chapter, which is entitled The History of Mariachi in the United States. And I thought it was going to be like maybe a sentence or a paragraph at most that talks about Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles. And it's four full pages of Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles. And both our names are, are in there. So like we've, we've made history now um, and college or university students are learning about us. And... Um, it's amazing. So it's uh, all of these things that have come as a result of creating this group is much more that, that I could have ever asked for. And we'll continue just planting seeds. Yes. That is amazing. Well, I feel moved and I feel inspired and I think a lot of our audience feel that way. And I am so happy to have been able to have this conversation with both of you. And I I'm just so happy that I got to listen to mariachi music. It's been a minute. So uh, you definitely brought a lot of joy to my, my abuelos were dancing in our kitchen. So um, mm. super happy to have had you here. And um, with that being said, thank you so much for being here. Thank you audience for being here um, and for your continued um, support of Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles. And as Carlos mentioned, you're able to follow them on all the social media platforms. Um, as, and also their album, is it Los Arcoiris, um, Carlos? Correct. Uh, the album is called Los Arcoiris and okay. we are Mariachi Arcoiris de Los Angeles. Perfect. Well, with that being said, have a good night, everyone. Um, take care and stay safe.